So he's yeah. going first. <laughs> well, hi everyone. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We've got a yeah, a splendid little HDE podcast to uh, present to you. Um God knows why we're doing this, but Sean liked the idea, so um, so yeah, we're we're stuck with it now. So um, yeah, welcome to Sean. You're right there. Yeah, not bad. You know, <laughs> I'm in a very awful location because I'm kind I'm of. I'm loving the know... background, mate. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> I can't get any better than this, can it? <laughs> no, exactly. Living in uh, living in luxury, but um, yeah, it's the first episode, the first chapter of. Uh, of this wonderful podcast and uh we haven't even come up with a name for it so we'll have to figure that out or you guys can uh give us a give us an idea of what you want to call it uh, which would be nice and um yeah we'll just sort of take it away so the first sort of first sort of topic the first sort of uh, discussion was going to be what is hde um sean what's hde um hang on Hyperdrive Esports. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> Hyperdrive then, of course, is the uh, merge of uh, ALR and uh, PBE, and it's come together. We've got seven leagues now. Well, seven leagues across um, across Monday to Sunday. Then we've got, um, we got uh, two additional leagues, the multiplayer on Sunday, and also we've got Formula 2 as well, which is uh, fantastic. Really, um, really good stuff. Indeed, uh, it's like nine leagues across seven days is absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Goodness me, there's action galore every um literally every day it's fantastic isn't it there are 20 magnificent drivers we um of course we've recorded this after the first couple of rounds or so so. longest season as well uh, this season as well um alex i must say um pretty pretty ruthless yeah i'm liking i'm liking the long calendar to be fair though i think it's a well it's nice to have the new tracks added in or the new tracks we haven't really um had a chance to race on them in uh, in ALR or PB before, so yeah, so uh, yeah, good to have them back. Good to have them added onto the calendar, and then good to have a uh, China back, of course, because everyone loves China. It's a great track. Um, mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> we might have a feature on that coming up later on in this in this podcast, but um, yeah, the way I describe China, um, and everyone's probably heard this. I think Sean's already heard this as well, but um, it's uh, all the corners of uh, all the tracks that they didn't want. So just put together into China as one track. So um, so yeah, no, it's uh, it's a really good calendar, I think, and like I said, it's it's a good experience and a good uh, good sort of next era for uh, for league racing as well. Getting all like I said, seven leagues of F1 and then the F2 and multiplayer divisions as well. Um, good to have everyone sort of giving it a crack and uh, and putting in a good show so far as well. So um, yeah, that's that's HD in a nutshell. Like I said, we've got all sorts of bits and pieces going on in the Discord and 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 whatnot as well so like i said uh follow us on twitch twitter instagram facebook and everything like that um and on youtube as well you can watch the lovely podcast on youtube so yeah <laughs> so yeah um yeah really it's just something that came about because uh it was just a good opportunity for both leagues i think it was like you said alr and pbe merging together and and um yeah yeah it's just something that we both wanted to do and we're just gonna it's gonna work out i think so <laughs> I hope so because I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the main reason for me as well. To be honest, uh, selfishly, I was um, fed up doing four days of commentary. I love commentary, but four days after, yeah, <laughs> on the third day, on the fourth day, on Wednesday, Cobo, I didn't think I was given the um, proper the proper attention it deserved. I think, and I think it was unfair on the drivers. So, yeah, it's quite nice to have different commentators as well. I love um, I love listening to D- uh, Dylan. I love listening to Alex, Vintage, Jake, 
Uh, we've got KD as well. That's um, doing um, also also doing some commentary as well for us. Fantastic stuff. Uh, it's really nice as well to have different variety of commentaries, and that's one big plus for me. Mm. Um, I like to. Uh, well, I'm trying not to watch Division Six at the moment because I've had a nightmare. So um, that's said about that, the better. But um, I really enjoy watching um, Division Seven back, Division Five, Four, Three, and Two. I must say, I'm really enjoying Two at the moment. Um, I know, I don't know. It's probably because I've got a soft spot for Milan. <laughs> oh God! No, I was going to say. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think Division Two very competitive. Well, I think all divisions are very competitive as well, and I think. Um, Wilson done a good good job at the beginning trying to put everyone into the grids and everything because 140 drivers plus plus all the extra drivers as well who've thankfully come across and helping out as well now but yeah 140 drivers into seven days getting everybody into a grid even just based on their availability not 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 even their pace let alone that but um, yeah it was a fantastic achievement so yeah really good stuff from them and and back on the commentary side of things, if you wanted to do seven days a week, I don't think I would have a problem with that. So yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're ever up for it, Sean, we can do a whole week of Sean on on comms. Oh gosh, <laughs> you'll be hearing a lot of like it rains twelve days here in Bahrain kind of stuff over and over again. Well, if it's only seven days, you'll be all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be fair, there's a greater chance of it raining in those streams as well, then. <laughs> well, it did rain in Bahrain. It did rain in Abu Dhabi once, didn't it, in Silver? That was, that oh, was a yeah, really that was a weird nightmare. race. <laughs> Never thought about that. Yeah, it was, it was the... It was before... It wasn't into into weather, but it was raining sort of thing. So, yeah, it yeah. was a bit odd, that, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that, that, was, that was fun to watch, though. Definitely. Yeah, but, yeah, so, I mean, HDE just... That's the next sort of stage, the next sort of era. Obviously, you want to do a bit of league racing every night of the week, and and obviously have the sort of the fun leagues as well on the Saturdays and Sundays as well with the F2 and multiplayer and uh, all sorts of bits and pieces out there as well. So, yeah, all the other games that we want to play in in the Discord as well. Feel free to jump on that. Um, I know Sean loves a bit of Among Us, but um... That's very sus. <laughs> <laughs> he's very sus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a good good little venture, and I think. Um, like I said it will hopefully pay off for, for everybody who's involved in it as well. So, so yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's good to have Sean. Uh, good to have Sean here with us on the podcast as well. Uh, of course, the uh, the audio technician, the IT the IT man. So, <laughs> less about that the better. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. So, so that's it. I mean, HD in a nutshell. Um, just the next sort of stage of league racing, and I think it's a bit it's a bit bigger and better than previous projects and things like that and I think that's what we didn't want to do so take it a bit further than uh, than what we've been working at before as well so expanding it and, and growing everything make it bigger and better so and, and definitely bigger and better in Sean's case of course because uh, Mm. <laughs> keep it keep it pg, keep it yes. PG. <laughs> it's, it's only half eight so it's before the watershed so less yeah, yeah okay we can't do <laughs> keep it clean it, so. <laughs> but yeah so that's what hd is in a nutshell really and what we want to do with it obviously we want to keep growing it and things like that but uh yeah that's that's really it from from my point of view on, on what we can say about it but um yeah unless there's anything else you, you you've got to uh to throw into the hat 
throw into the ring, or rather than throwing that. <laughs> oh, you know, I love to get my hat in the ring. Um, so, uh, yeah, the the only other thing really is that I think Twitch has been a really good success. To be fair, I must say I was very skeptical about Twitch. I'm I'm a YouTube I'm a YouTube man through and through. But Twitch has been absolutely fantastic. Dylan's been so good with his stats and all that kind of jazz. We know how much I love my stats. Um, but um, literally showing us showing us our viewership and stuff like that. I know that, Alex, you got the highest ever hype train, didn't you, in, um, in Twitch for PBE? Or was it second highest? Um, definitely the highest. I have no idea about Twitch either. So I'm just going to say it was definitely the best. And obviously because of my commentary as well. So... Yeah. <laughs> well, I've already had one, so I have no uh, idea. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I love the hype trade, uh, getting me old choo choo on the go, um, but uh, I have no idea about it and don't know what it means, but apparently it's good. Good <laughs> Must stuff. Rename it. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Hyper trade. So, what, who's your, um, you mentioned Div 2, who's your favourite grid in terms of just all the drivers, the lineups, that sort of thing, and how the first race has gone in Bahrain as well? I said I was a soft spot for Division 2, but I also like Division 4 as well. I think Division 4 is so so spread out, like, and not spread out, like, so close in terms of, like, who can do what kind of thing in Division 4. It's ridiculous. You've got, like, the old favourites, like, Nigel in there. you got Wilson, who's had a... I hope, he, I hope he don't hear this, actually, but he's had an appalling start, hasn't he? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, he will be um, but he will be up there eventually. There's some... Um, I mean, I can I can rattle off all twenty drivers for Division Four because um, mm. I'm it's incredible. Uh, obviously, Division One because it's uh, it's the it's the pinnacle of hyperdrive, isn't it? With all the um, with all the superstars in there. Um, I we've only I've only commentated on two Grand Prix so far for um, Division One, and oh my gosh, the two races have been completely different. China and um, China and Bahrain, two completely different tracks, two completely different contenders for the lead and for the win. And it's really interesting to see, and uh, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a fantasy of mine to see um, the PBE's best and um, ALR's best going like head to head kind of thing. And now that they're all fighting for the for the uh, Division One title, it's absolutely great stuff. So, yeah, I think, to be honest, I think all seven divisions, uh, weeknight divisions, are fantastic. Like, yeah, in um, in all seven, I couldn't um, all my favourites, which I'm not going to mention because we all know what happens to them. Um, apologies to all the um, cursed drivers over, uh, over the years, uh, but um, all seven, I've had a sneaking feeling. Oh, he's going to do well, or she's going to do well, and it's been complete opposite so far. And also another one that comes to mind, uh, Walsh Marnado, um, driving into the back of someone in Bahrain, um, and I don't think she's got, I think she's got Neil Powell for Mercedes at the moment. Uh, she might be. Um, <laughs> I think she might be super subbed if <laughs> she ain't careful. Uh, but joking aside, um, it's it's incredible because I thought Maldonado would be up there in uh, Division Three as well. So um, yeah, it's cracking, it's cracking uh, group of drivers and yeah, two hundred and two drivers in total. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I was just touching on um, what you said earlier about the about the closeness of the grids throughout all the grids. Um, I think, like I said, going back going back to putting the grids together, all seven seven leagues, one hundred and forty drivers, and managing to get the leagues competitively just spaced out or not so much spaced out but um as close as they are throughout all seven divisions is pretty good as well to be fair because obviously we didn't know what you guys what everyone was going to want to want to do what days you want to do so at the end of the day we needed to put together the grids based on what days you voted for what days you're available because obviously we want to put on um put on the races for for everybody to enjoy um and to 
race on days that you can actually make it, um, which is quite helpful. So, um, so Sean decided to race to race on Tuesdays because that's his favourite day. So, uh... <laughs> I'm changing my day. But, yeah. Tuesday's not lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday's the unlucky day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it, like I said, the closeness of all the grids, and you said it already. But I mean, um, it's been a pleasure to be. Well, so far, only 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 two rounds in, but uh, pleasure to be the admin for Division Seven. Even I think it was going to be, it looked a bit rocky from Bahrain, but then even the next race a week later in China, absolutely smashed it. So um, yeah, so I think everyone's already like improving, and it's going to take some time, obviously, to get used to other drivers, new drivers you haven't raced with, of course, on track. So as Sean's finding, of course. <laughs> so um, so yeah, it's it just. Once everyone gets used to it and gets settled in and that sort of thing, it, everyone's getting to the routine of it. And then, uh, yeah, it would be really good. I love it. I think the, the first week has been pretty fantastic in terms of the racing, um, the, the responses, the reviews and stuff like that. So, yeah, just keep at it, guys. You're doing a great job. So, uh, especially you, Sean. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the the grids itself, I think you touched on Division 2. I think I was, gonna, I was saying to... I can't remember who it was now, I think it was Wilson or something, but um, I was saying probably the top 10 from each division could go up into the division above and compete pretty well. Um, and that's pretty fantastic, to be fair. I think that's pretty good. So, so yeah, more more of the same, please. And we'll uh, we'll crack on for, like I said, 24 race, 24 race season. So you've only done two, Sean, and now you've got another 22 to go. <laughs> Yeah, Saudi Arabia, bring it on. Yeah, that's going to go well for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm quite yeah, confident. I, mean, I said the, the calendar's pretty nice. I like the calendar. So, and I said having, having Jeddah, Emilia and Portimao, although Portimao's not technically on 2022 official calendar, is it? Because it's got Miami in there instead. But uh, when Codemasters are going to add another track to the game, I've got no idea. <laughs> Probably 2023. <laughs> <laughs> if they get around to making that game, mm. they're probably still still working on something else. But yeah, can't get all the bugs sorted. So um, yeah, one one day we'll have a game that's that actually works. Would be nice. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm going to start ranting about Codemasters yeah. in a bit. This is going to go off. This is going to go off onto something completely different now. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna, all these game glitches, all of these bugs, kicking my drivers out of the lobbies. <laughs> yeah, I do feel sorry for some drivers to get kicked out of the lobby. I bet it's so frustrating. Yeah. Luckily, I've only ever had that once or twice, and I lost my rag. So <laughs> I don't know how the others cope with it, to be honest. But anyway, yes, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a completely well, different ball game. <laughs> yeah, if the game worked, then we'd be all right. So um, now you you really got me wound up about going masters. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. I like to push but, um, people's buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's do something else. Um, did you watch the uh, final race of the F1 season in Abu Dhabi, Sean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? You don't seem very happy about it. Well, I don't know because um, it's very difficult. I don't. Uh, I don't agree with. Um, I don't agree with how it finished. Um, to be honest, I know that. Uh, I don't like to have a go at uh, Michael Massey. Just um, in a nutshell, if anyone who hasn't watched it, where have you been? Uh, but um... <laughs> yeah, exactly. To be fair, you're right. There, like, what have you been doing? <laughs> but um, 
uh, Michael and the uh, Latifi crashed after he had a bit of a um, had a bit of a shoeing with Schumacher, didn't he? I think he broke his wing, didn't he, or something like that, and then he understeered into the wall mm. or something along those lines. Um, well, that's what the YouTube said anyway. Maybe they're telling me lies, but um, anyway, uh, yeah, Latifi went to the wall, brought the safety car for six, seven laps to go. Uh, Michael Massey wanted to um, get a restart, which is fair enough to be honest. We want a we want a race and then rather than at the end of the safety card, no pro, no qualms with that because we all love racing at the end of the day. Uh, but um, he only let he only let four cars unlock themselves, and those are the two car, mm-hmm. uh, those are the four cars between Hamilton and Verstappen. Um, yeah, and then didn't let the other uh, other part of the grid go by, which I didn't realize because um, it's a rule, isn't it? Under the um, in the regs that there is a part of the race director's um judgment which i didn't know that i thought it was all or nothing which i was quite uh yeah so the that, that was the bit that was obviously everyone was looking at straight after yeah. the race finished because that was the one that was coming under pressure from from mercedes side of things obviously um it it well it doesn't spe- i think it doesn't specify all in the regulations it says that lapped cars may overtake the safety car, may pass the safety car, and obviously go on and ca- carry on and get a gap so that they don't impede the leaders. But it doesn't say how many of them. So yeah. I think that's where the grey area was, is that it was like, well, it says lapped cars, so that would in theory mean that all lapped cars, because anybody who's been lapped is a lapped car. But it doesn't say they... M- well, it literally everybody must go past the safety car if they've been lapped. So I think that's what the problem was. I, I'm a Lewis fanboy, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it was manipulated, man. Come on, obviously, what you're about. <laughs> so, um, it, I, I, to be fair, with blue flags and Verstappen on softs and Lewis on old hards, I would be interested to see what would have happened if the race restarted without the four lap cars being let through anyway. Because I think probably by the main straight, Verstappen would be second on track anyway, I think. Yeah. So that would have been even more interesting, I think, because Verstappen would be sending it, and we know what Verstappen's like when he's sending it. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Verstappen fans. Um... But anyway, um, yeah, so I think obviously with the blue flags and everything, because they'd be immediately get, be getting blue flags with one lap on the last lap, he'd probably be, he'd probably be third on track, maybe, maybe even not, not second on track, but maybe like fourth or third on track before turn one even. And then he's got one lap car in between him and then Hamilton ahead. And by the time they get to the new well, the new sort of hairpin that it is, obviously they've sort of changed it a bit, but um, I think he probably would have been right behind Hamilton anyway, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think he'd been able to make the move that he did, but I think down the main straight and obviously into the second straight after the middle chicane, then potentially he would have been like sending it anyway. So, oh uh, yeah, I, I wasn't have had of what Massey did for Lewis, obviously, but I and I and I don't think the problem I had with it as well was that so many people who weren't F1 fans were watching that F1 race for the first time, so their perception of F of F1 is like, oh, he just bends the rules, does whatever he wants, just to make it a 
fun race, supposedly. Like, yeah, a lot of, it didn't, lot of my friends. It didn't work so. out. Sorry. Yeah, it just didn't work out for like Formula One, I don't think, in a nutshell, because of what happened at the end of that race, um, which is a shame, really, because it was pretty good to have the championship decided on. Well, decided on the last lap, but decided in the final race of the season, to be fair, as well, because we haven't had that for a long time. So, Yeah, um, a lot of my non-F1 fans was like tuning in just because it was the first, only the second time ever that they was, the, the championship was going down to the war like, on the same mm-hmm. number of points in the final round. And literally, they was all tuning in. And in the end, they was like, well, that's not really a sport, is it? That was entertainment, really, kind of thing. And um, all that yeah. stuff, which... Uh, originally, I did kind of, uh, I did kind of like um, disagree with it, saying no, 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 no. It was, um, you know, trying to make it fair. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's very. Um, I'm, I'm a Hamilton fanboy as well. Literally, I love him. He's the man. But, um, but of course, I think overall, Verstappen probably deserved to win it. But and I think we have missed the point slightly about we're talking more about the Michael Massey stuff and we should be talking about Verstappen being the first, uh, his first championship of probably what's going to be quite, um, quite a lot to be fair. Um, he's only 24. It feels like he's been around forever and a day. Mm, um, that's true. I feel that, um, I feel that uh, we've, uh, we've missed, um, we, they, we should be celebrating Verstappen winning the title rather than talking about Massey. And um, I think that that's, I think that's probably more, uh, more worse really. Uh, overall, on the balance of things, Verstappen, I think, deserved to win because he was unlucky during the season, but so was Hamilton. And I think we should really appreciate the season as a whole. It's been fantastic. I mean, we've gone yeah. from the procession to then Verstappen versus Hamilton, even though it has, it has got a bit ugly on old social media and stuff, which is a bit disappointing. But, you know, <laughs> people get a bit um, irate about these things. I mean, mm-hmm. I get a bit irate about <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> like when there's no food in the fridge, but never mind. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's a difficult one for me to, like, stomach, really, because um, I've always, I've said that Massey, it's a hard, it's a hard act to follow from Charlie White, and Charlie White was in the job mm, for years definitely. and years and years. And um, when he um, when he suddenly passed away on the eve of 2019, wasn't it in Australia? That was really yeah. weird. That was yeah. that was so sad and shocking. And um, he was just thrusted into the limelight. And whether whether um, he was whether he um, maybe caught on some of what Charlie Whiten had or not, I do not know. But uh, I feel that um, some of it, some of the scrutiny is a bit unfair. But he's in his third season now. This is probably he's had some dodgy decisions i think this season's been magnified just because of how competitive it's been um mm, definitely but um and i think feel? on that as well like the number of incidents or coming together as you used to say right between the top two between the the two fighting for the title max and lewis has caused that attention on massey because throughout the season it's not just been on abu dhabi or even as well before abu dhabi all of that, the incidents between the two of them in Silverstone, in, in Monza, that sort of thing. All of that attention has been based on Massey because of all of his decision-making that's been made through that throughout the season. And I think, honestly, uh, obviously, it is going to be a difficult job, especially, like I said, following in, in Charlie's footsteps as well. But some of the decision-making, I think, has been questionable on both sides, not just for... On, on on Lewis's behalf, but like on Max's behalf, on other drivers' behalf, on the grid as well. Throughout this this season, that's finished. I think there was some 
there was irregularities there wasn't anything sort of structural about the penalty system and how it was actually enforced as well throughout the season on some drivers um and i think that's probably why the, the questions on at the end of abu dhabi were even greater because of who it was making the decisions and it was massive yeah. like you said max i think i think over the season i think like you said with um Azerbaijan, he was leading the race, he was easily going to win that race, and then he had the puncture. 25 points, 26 points with fastest lap, that's guaranteed pretty much if it didn't happen. So I think there was there were instances throughout the season, and obviously with Hungary and stuff like that as well, um, there were instances throughout the season where Max was pretty much nailed on to win that race anyway, and DNF'd or didn't get the result uh, because of stuff outside of his control. So... I'd say over the season, I think, like I said, Max was probably deserved champion. Um, in the last five races, he'd say Hamilton because literally, he just he had to go for it, he had to send it, and and that's more what I see, what I wanted to see actually of F1 because I've been sitting in a party or something talking about F1 with with, with you or with somebody else or anybody, but and I've just said, well, they're just basically just. Oh well, we need to conserve the tyres. We need to conserve the engines, that sort mm. of thing. With all these engine penalties, with all the penalties and things coming in, it's like not creating that sort of just drive the car until it until it blows up, basically. Obviously, within its limits, obviously. But um, <laughs> but if you know what I mean, like there's no, it's not as hard racing and like you saw at the end of the season mercedes taking engine penalty engine penalty engine penalty but having the pace to get through the field like like lewis at brazil for example from the back of the grid effectively with with the sprint race but he had the fresh engine he put the fresh engine in on that purpose knowing he was going to get a penalty so i think that's it just shows that the penalty situation for the engine side of things is just not it's not work it's not working because it creates more entertaining racing if people can actually put in a fresh engine every two, maybe not every race, obviously to keep it, to keep the cost down and things like that still, but have some sort of measure to make the races more entertaining still as well. I think, don't know about, don't know what you think. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's a very difficult one for me. Cause I'm quite, I'm, I'm old. I'm like, you know, three decades now. Um, but um, I um, I started watching Formula 1 without any of these uh, penalties and things like that. It was like, throw a, throw a fresh engine in after qualifying, throw a fresh engine in after the, uh, like, before the race kind of thing. Um, they literally have a new after engine. After the race? After the race, before the race. <laughs> well, technically they did. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but they, they was like throwing in engines left, right and centre. And um, yeah, that, that that's not sustainable now. Like completely not. We've seen a lot of no, no, great no. teams a lot of great teams go bust and um i was watching um i'm going off a tangent here now hang on um <laughs> i was watching a um a video on arrows and it really made me sad because i loved the arrows team absolutely there was like one of the best teams on the grid mainly because it's like orange and it's much my hair color but um, <laughs> oh, it's, um i loved that arrows team and um, they went bust because of a nigerian prince um uh, basically he was like uh, <laughs> the older version of uh, like william story we all know about um Bad Santos, he's called, okay. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was like, a, it was another version of him, really. Basically, he didn't cough up the money, and Arrows unfortunately went bust um, as a result of it. Maybe not a direct result of it, but it cost them um, down the line. Uh, but um, yeah, you and you can have that now because if um, you had engine penalties back then, maybe you would have seen some teams still in F1 now. And 
yeah, I want more teams on the grid, and the way we get more teams on mm. the grid is by that co- is by the cost cap and by your controlling costs and f- like not throwing an engine in. Uh, no, I think your original question was Alex was about the um, <laughs> engine. So there's me gone all the way around. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm I'm not sure about this because um, it's it's very difficult to control because uh, some people say minus points for the constructors and all that kind of stuff. But I'm really mm. against minus points. I don't like I don't like this minus point stuff. I don't like the penalties either. Um, I don't like the grid penalties because it takes people out of the um, out of the um, like if it's a if it's a track like Hungary, then that basically race weekend for Lando Norris, for example, is completely gone. And um, mm. it's I, I don't know I don't know how they can police it. It's a very difficult one for me. Uh, yeah. I would say get rid of the engine penalty, but then you know everyone's going to like just throw a new engine in, aren't they? Well, especially Mercedes and Red Bull and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a strategy to taking a new engine and that's what i think they wanted to implement as well in terms of like you said with hungary like don't take an engine penalty when you're hungry like yeah. you you will basically just screw your race so i think that's what the, the the plan was there it was like if we say well you've got to use an engine for this many races then the teams have to, they can switch the engines out i think they can but then they have to use uh, you have to limit that engine to a certain number of races so, for example, if they used, uh, if they had three races with one engine uh, all the way up to Hungary, and then Hungary was the fourth race, uh, and they had to race it at Hungary, then, because they basically had no choice, because if they chose took an engine penalty, then they'd be demoted down the grid, then that's what the current system sort of enforces, is that it stops them from taking an extra engine, stops them from wasting like the resources, the, the sustainability side of, of F1 based on based on the penalty side of things um but what i was getting at is more like we've got uh, six races for one engine or something like that um or certain components as well now um alongside that um and i think that that's just too much because you see people just having races where they where they just don't bother competing even in a, in a Mercedes or a Red Bull, because they're just trying to save engine components for another race coming up. Whereas we saw when Hamilton puts in fresh engines and stuff, the racing actually is good. And it's, can think of think of Lewis and Verstappen racing around with a fresh engine every every other week or something like that. I uh, I think that would be more entertaining, even in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I think it would be as well, because um, <clears throat> of um, just just because um, that, that when that fresh engine went in Brazil, it was incredible to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been incredible to watch if it was a staff and something like that. It was fantastic. Um, but um, in, I don't. I really don't want the answers to this one. It's very, um, it's very, it's very difficult, isn't it? Because if you just like, we've already seen what teams do. You give them an inch, they run a mile, kind of thing. Uh, expecting yeah. the new regulations in 2022, um, someone's going to find a loophole. There's already rumours about Alpine that have found a loophole, and Mercedes as well uh, may have found mm-hmm. a loophole. But um, it's like with the double diffuser with Braun, um, which it was really nice to it was really nice to see uh, like a underdog like Braun Williams and Toyota. I think it was they got the uh, double diffuser yeah. sort of straight from the get go, and it was really good to see them up there. Um, but um, if like, um, but uh, literally. Teams are always going to find that, aren't they? You give them, you give them any kind of margin, and they're just going to fly with the wind. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, I saw um, I can't remember where it was now. It's an article from uh, from 
from James at Mercedes. Valtteri, it's James. Um, <laughs> uh, but basically, he was so he was saying that because of these new regulations, some teams are kind of going to find these loopholes, probably hinting that, like I said, Mercedes might have found something already and already done it. Um, and then some teams are just going to just just drop completely um, because they they just can't compete because of these regulations. They I know that there's the cost cap and everything like to to cap to stop the spending at certain limits, obviously for some teams. Um, well, to even it out between the teams, obviously. Um, but yeah, he was basically saying that because of these new regulations, it's going to go all over the place in terms of team performances. Um, but I'm, I'm sure he's expecting Mercedes to be at the top, obviously. But um, but yeah, he's expecting the, the order to be just completely mixed up as well again from uh, from what it was 20, in the 2021 season. So well, I hope you never so know. Personally. I mean, that could be good. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd I'd love to see an Alpine up there or an Aston Martin or something like that. That'd be really cool to see. Um, but yeah. yeah, well, Aston. Aston had a pretty poor season, didn't they? So they it better hope worse. they can find a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all changed there. Yeah. yeah, I was looking forward, looking forward to that. But then, um, yeah, to be fair, Alpine did pretty well. I didn't even like notice him until after after the end of the season, and was like, "Oh, Alpine finished fifth. That's not bad." Yeah, well, they were very much under the radar, weren't they? Alpine was. Yeah, with, I mean, with the, with the Ferraris and McLarens, you like nailed on for third yeah. or fourth. Obviously, Mercedes, Red Bull, first and second. But yeah, I didn't. I was like, oh, didn't really pay attention to who was who was like fifth because I knew that obviously the mid-table teams will be mid-table. They're all battling for the last points anyway, sort of thing. I didn't pay attention to who was fifth until I was like, oh, the season's over, and oh, Alpine finished fifth. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so... I don't know how we can say they went under the radar when um, <laughs> Alcon won a Grand Prix. Oh yeah, that's but, true. Um, <laughs> it's. Um... But um, it's like, yeah, they just kind of floated up there because uh, you were, because uh, Alpha Tari has been disappointed for me. Um, I know we got, I think we got bullet points, Alex, and we've gone completely off it. But um, we're on the like oh, well. teams now. <laughs> but uh, Alpha Tari was disappointed in me, and I don't think it was Gasly's fault. I I don't want to be nasty to mm. Sonoda, but unfortunately, he um, he didn't do very well at all, did he? Really, um, he needs to pick his socks up, I think. Uh, but. Um, I think if Sonoda if Sonoda achieved like half the results that Gasly achieved, then um, it would have been an easy fifth position for AlphaTauri in my opinion. Mm, so definitely. maybe maybe it was more of AlphaTauri failed rather than Alpine succeeded. Harsh, possibly. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> I do think, and I know when we were looking at what was obviously when we were first race of the season back in back in March last year. Um, I think it was. I think Sonoda was in. He was qualified in in uh, in Q3. Got into Q3 and looked pretty good. I think. Don't think it went well for him in the race, from memory. And then after that, it looking like it's going to be a great season. And AlphaTauri with Gasly, of course, like you said, and Sonoda doing a good job in in Bahrain, sort of qualifying at the beginning. Anyway, I think it sort of just went downhill for him then straight away, um, which is surprising. It's a bit strange, isn't it? But. Uh, Fingers crossed he keeps his seat. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I hope he does well because I, I, I'm a big fan of Sonoda. Um, I really, uh, but I'm, I'm, there's so many, there's so many drivers that deserve to be in F1 that are not in F1. Uh, unfortunately, it's got to be. It's, it's a cutthroat business at the end of the day. I mean, mm. you hear people like um, 
I think it was Glock who uh, was debuted in 2004 for the Jordan team, and then he was cut at the end of that season. Um, uh, then he returned with Toyota in 2008, uh, and I think Glock was just not. He was okay in Jordan, but he didn't really um, like. He didn't really like. Um, he didn't like give. Um, he didn't give as good as he got. I don't think, and he had a second chance mm. like Grosjean as well. Grosjean in his first stint in F1, I don't wasn't great. Uh, I know that, um, there's going to be a few like front faces now, but I thought Grosjean, especially in 2013, was quality. And that was his peak. Grosjean was, and um, he was superb in that. Uh, Lewis, yeah, yeah, he had some difficult times in 2012 where he kept crashing into everyone. Um, but um, <laughs> we've all done that, haven't we? <laughs> well, I certainly have. Well, <laughs> so, I try um, not to, but you know, well, <laughs> it's everyone else. It can't be me. Um, but. Um, <laughs> But uh, Grosjean in 2013, I think he deserved to be an F1. Maybe he outstayed his welcome, potentially, but there was flashes of brilliance from Grosjean, like debut in Haas. Um, Australia came sixth, he came fifth in Bahrain. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then with Sonoda, I think that um, he might be one of those drivers It just takes time uh, to get into it. But this season, I think it's going to be now or never, I think, for this season, because you've got, they're in the Red Bull family at the moment. There's Liam Lawson coming up, isn't there? There's a couple of other drivers as well that, um, like, I'm not sure about that Drew. Is it Drew Villa? I don't know. Um, Drew Villa, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. I'm not sure about him, so I don't think he's too. Um, <laughs> so no, no, should worry about him too much. Famous last words, Alex. You know what's going to happen now, don't you? <laughs> the commentator curse strikes yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, no, I think. Well, like you said, you said it earlier as well. You were like, we need more teams, more drivers on the grid, um, getting up to. 26 drivers or something like that would be good, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, finding the teams to come in with, with the financial financial sort of backing to do that, um, and then getting drivers that are in there based on their merit rather than their funds uh, is also difficult. It seems like as we found out already in the current grid of F1. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, like I said, it's the politics and the background of it that that we've. We've got we've got to deal with now. I think F one is money driven, isn't it? As most sport is, uh, all sport is. So yeah. uh, that's where we've got to really. Money talks. But, um, Alex. <laughs> what's your favourite track, Sean? Mm, of all time. <laughs> Just segueing quickly into a brand new topic. There we go. You're run out of time, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, it were. Ooh. You can have your um, yeah, your favourite track. It doesn't have to be on the. On the HD calendar or on the on the F1 calendar now, but any F1 race, which track would you say was your favourite? I'm going to be honest. It's I'm, if you ask me this question next month, it'll be it'll be changed. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> I found a very old F1 game the other day. Uh, F the full, first ever Formula One game on um, PlayStation, and I had to go on Adelaide, and I've forgotten how great All that right. how great that circuit was. Uh, but uh, that was last night race. I was ninety five. But modern day, uh, let's uh, let's keep it up to date, shall we? Um, <laughs> modern day, ooh, I, I don't know. I'm really enjoying Saudi Arabia at the moment. I'm not. I don't think that's everyone's cup of tea. But I just love the first sector. It gives me an adrenaline rush. It has to be Spa for me though. It's the greatest track in the world. It has everything: straights, um, La Source, Eau Rouge, Radion. Oh gosh, um, the corner of No Name, which for some reason I keep crashing. 
I don't know why. Um, <laughs> it's, That's um, in real life as well. It, it is. Um, <laughs> I didn't involve you anymore. I've, um, <laughs> um, there's a permanent dent in the barrier now. Um, Puyong, Blanchemont, yeah. I do yeah. prefer the old version of Spa when they had the old bus stop mm-hmm. chicane. I don't like the new bus stop chicane if um, you've ever seen me um, moan about that on ALR and um, soon to be um, hyperdrive in, well, I'll say soon to be 17 weeks' time. <laughs> Something <laughs> like, like that, that. yeah. <laughs> 15, 16, something. Yes. <laughs> so you'll be hearing about that, um, me moaning about that on a Sunday, probably. <laughs> but it's Spa for me. What about you, Alex? Oh, I was going to say, just speaking of Spa, do you remember the original, original layout where it was about five hours long or something like that? <laughs> There was a there was a really That's scary a corner. It was it was like um it was just as long as the Nurburgring, wasn't it? Uh, like the old uh, Norschleife, wasn't it? It was very long. I think it might have been a bit longer. Might have been. It was like long. fourteen minutes, yeah. wasn't it? Like for for a lap or yeah. something. On an F one car. Yeah, it's a bit like a modern day F one <laughs> car as well. I'd say the sim race would do it. There was a corner which I was absolutely clenching. I'm not even. I wasn't even driving. And literally, they was inches <laughs> away from this house, and I was like, "Gosh, the um, old Formula old Formula One drivers were mm. so brave." I'm borderline stupid. Don't want to be nasty, but they were pretty. I must say, I don't think um, if someone offered me a chance in the old F1 car. I'd probably would say no. <laughs> I'm like, mm. Yeah, if, if you wanted to get out alive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I, I know what you mean. But yeah, so that was that sort of interrupted you on on that spot on the spa one. So yeah, spa is the favourite for you. Um, I don't know what to go with. Oh, so there's too many tracks. I think personally, just because of where I'm from and the history of F1 and where it was founded, I'll have to say Silverstone as a as a, his, a historic a historic track and where it all began sort of thing um in terms of racing it and obviously racing it on games because god if you let me onto a track i wouldn't wouldn't come out <laughs> so um racing it on a game i love i love monaco as well um and i've got a very historic track <laughs> everyone's favorite as well like you were saying about mm. about about china <laughs> or something earlier um, <laughs> um yeah monaco's a great track um, and then Azerbaijan. It's anything street track related, to be honest. I'm, I'm a fan of. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why. Um, people say there's something wrong with me. Um, yeah, there is. So, <laughs> people, people, there's people. So, <laughs> oh, he just fell off the I screen. Know. <laughs> I almost fell off my bed. It's broke, so I'm like struggling to like stay still. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. So anything street track related really is my favourite. So yeah, I'm a big fan of Baku. Yeah, it's a good track. Yeah. What about I'm your not. um? You know what? I'm not. <laughs> not Baku. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, yet. I can tell. Yeah, I can tell from your reaction. <laughs> but since it's been introduced, I think it's had some really entertaining races. To be fair. Yeah, I like think F1 races as well. I know even in league racing as well. I think it's. It's really staining pretty much every race. It's, it's very difficult, isn't it? Because um, favourite track to drive or favourite track to watch? Uh, because I think favourite track to watch, I'm evil. I would say Saudi Arabia. I would say Monaco, uh, Baku. I love I love a good crash. I love it when um, league racing goes a bit peaked on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm evil. I, I, I love it. I love it when the, the drivers are testing and stuff like that. 
but to drive on it, no, 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 <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, would you be putting Baku in your worst tracks then? If we, if we switch it over, which one's your worst tracks? Modern day worst track? Um, as in not liking to drive it, I would actually say Portugal, which I'm really disappointed mm-hmm. by because I. I love driving it. Well, I love driving it, but I'm just so slow around there. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I know it's, that's, that's kind of contradicting myself now. I enjoy driving it, but I'm not very good around there. Uh, track I don't enjoy, or I like. Um, I always like. Oh, here we go again. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna really dis, dis, uh, be disappointed with me. It's Silverstone. I don't know why. I just can't get into it. The old version, fantastic. Bridge, yeah. I don't like the new layout. I don't like the new part. It just it breaks up the flow for me, and the loop. Um, I think it's just that one corner really. The loop in turn four. I keep spinning up the rear rear tires, and then I'm always around. So yeah, <laughs> it's just it's the first part of the track. Every, if they kept the original Silverstone, that would be up in my top. That would literally be my top five forever. But and I enjoy I enjoy um I enjoy watching races around there, but I just can't drive around there to save my life. Fair enough. <laughs> That's fair enough. What about in in terms of watching it then? So which one would you say you don't like watching? Don't like watching. Hmm. I'm going to be born here. I love watching all races, to be fair. Uh, There's there's, there's not one race on the um, HC calendar that I'm like, oh gosh, not this one kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes the strategy, again, going to Silverstone, I think this is probably why. um, The strategy may be like kind of uh, set in stone, medium to soft, soft to medium kind of thing. But um, even so, we had a cracking battle with John Cox, Fisher. Um, I think Emerson was involved as well somewhere. We had a four-way battle for the lead. It was but, Silverstone, uh, so he wasn't involved. No, no, he wasn't. He was probably out, actually, wasn't he? He loves Cops Corner, <laughs> don't he? Um, but um, <laughs> but um, it, we had a great four-way battle. I can't remember who the other two are now, but it was quality. It was all... They was all like separated by tenths of a second. I think John Cox went on to a hard tire, which um, unfortunately ended his race really. But uh, the other three was on the medium. They stayed on the same strategy, and literally tailgated each other right to the checkered flag. It was fantastic. So I hate to just be a boring Alex, but um, I don't really, I don't really like look at a race. And think, oh gosh, I've got to commentate on this one because I don't think I've ever had that. What about, what about France? You? Um, it's really weird, but I like commentating on France, and I like racing around France as well, especially the final sector. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm, a, I'm an oddball. <laughs> I was going to say, I think actually, in terms of league racing, it throws up some good races. I think just purely because it's, it's the, the mechanics of the game, it makes it more actually enjoyable yeah. to race it. Whereas in real life, I think it's just a bit of a struggle trying to trying to watch some French Grand Prix. I think 2021 was really entertaining, obviously, with the yeah. strategy between Red Bull and Mercedes, obviously, as well. But, yeah, in usually in real life, it's just, right, where you can just send me to sleep, wake me up when somebody finishes the race. So, like Spain, really, for me. <laughs> I can't so, watch Spain in real life. It used to be a bit of a struggle. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the Schumacher era. Gosh. <laughs> it was quite a, it was quite a um, bore fest. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I think there's a few where there's tracks that need to be just, well, I think you said about Silverstone as well, like just maybe slightly adapted where it make, to make it more interesting. And I think that's what they've done with some of the tracks, like Abu Dhabi, for example. And they've done it at Spain as well to an extent with, with the one corner in at Turn 10, I think it is, isn't it? Um, 
to make it a bit more entertaining racing-wise because I think the overtaking side of things is what they're obviously trying to promote as much as they can. And even with the new regs, that's that's uh, sort of even more trying to increase it, supposedly. I know they always try and supposedly increase it and then it never works. But um, more things change, yeah, the more so... they say the same, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, but yeah, so we never know. We'll have to see what happens next. But um, yeah, so, well, just just to just to sum up then how are you today i'm not too bad <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to sum up so yeah i mean thank you everyone for joining us the the first ever first ever podcast on this channel uh there's going to be a few tweaks obviously to make it a bit better a bit more pleasurable to view and uh, and that sort of thing but um yeah we'll get there eventually and um yeah like i said it was hopefully going to be a weekly thing um so yeah it'll be up uh up once a week on on the uh hd youtube channel and um yeah thank you very much for joining us ciao for now <laughs>